Welcome everyone to my weekly tech vibe. My name is Chris and this is your podcast about how technology can improve our lives and create a better world. On today's show, Google Wi-Fi. Is it after more than 18 months in the market, still a worthwhile investment? Patents is long box are three Google Wi-Fi devices, elegant and unobtrusive with a controllable LED ring light to let you know what it's doing. Underneath you have two gigabit Ethernet ports per device and it should be noted that one of these will be needed to plug into your modem so that for my three pack I have essentially five Ethernet ports as well as glorious Wi-Fi. Finishing off you have a USB to power. Now I paid $400 for these from Kogan and you can still find them in shops generally for around $450 to even $500 mark. So definitely shop around and look down below for the best pricing that's available right now. Before I go any further, because I did buy this from Kogan and they're like a grey importer. They obviously got these maybe from America or wherever these plugs are uh, used for. So they also packed in three USB-C plugs with Australian adapters. So yay, good job Kogan. Alright, let's do some technical specs. Featuring simultaneous dual band Wi-Fi, 2.4 GHz and 5 GHz spectrum, supporting 802.11 ABGN or AC on the 1200 2x2 standard, it's capable of transmitting at a 500 megabit rate, which as you can see, aren't a problem in this household. It creates a mesh, which basically, each device serves as a hop point for other devices in the system. This helps the nodes furthest from the router to deliver a strong Wi-Fi signal as they're talking to other nodes and not relying on a one-to-one -one communication with the router. Moreover, it blankets an area with consistently good Wi-Fi to your devices. So Google recommends that one of these will cover 1500 square feet, which is to you and me in Australia, around about a 10 square, 15 square home. So it should cover a small house pretty well, a flat apartment. If you buy two, you double that. So you're getting up to about 30 squares. And in this case, we've got three, so it should be able to comfortably do a 45 square home. And ideally, you want to place these in a triangular pattern so that you get the best spread of the internet across the entirety of your house. Now, it should be noted that Google Wi-Fi is purely just that. It's Wi-Fi only. So you're still going to need your modem. So in our case, we've actually got our Telstra modem here, and I've put it down behind the couch, and I've turned off the Wi-Fi uh, antennas on it. Yeah, that's how you should respect Telstra. Mm. Unlike some dumb routers where you have to know what you're doing, Google Wi-Fi automatically sets up a firewall and uses WPA2 security protocols, updates itself, and it communicates using transport layer security. That is, a protocol that ensures privacy between a device and a server. It also automatically optimizes the channel that it works on and pushes your device to the nearest Wi-Fi point so that you're getting the best speed possible after a short lag. Notice here it's actually not actually closest to its nearest point. Other routers, you have to jump to the back end to configure them. With Google Wi-Fi, the only way to modify settings is through their app. This is both my first criticism, but also recommendation of these devices. If you're a tinkerer, I don't think you'll be very happy with Google Wi-Fi because the app limits to what you can do. Uh, but conversely, for people like it's perfectly fine. All right, so let's get into a demonstration of the app itself. And I'm just going to show you a few features here. For a more in-depth look, I might do a video later on. Okay, so first up, we've got the summary screen, which tells you, hey, you've got three points and they're online and they look good. There's family Wi-Fi, which I'll show you later on. Uh, your speed is terrible. Um, it tests every day by itself uh, how the internet is going. And here in Melbourne, Victoria, where I live, 
We've got ADSL2 and we're getting only six megabits per second. You ready? This will be funny. Um, yeah, I'll wait. You go get a coffee. I'll call you back. I'll let you know when it's done. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've got great internet tonight. I uh, love this. It gives you a little description as to you know how it thinks your internet is. And right now, my internet speed might be a little slow. No, Sherlock, can't set on YouTube. No, okay, moving on. Next screen, we've got a bit of a summary as to, hey, you're connected to the internet. And this is something you can check anywhere in the world, by the way. Uh, your three Wi-Fi points are online, so I just tap on that. And it's uh, doing a quick little uh, check to see if the connection's good and strong. And yes, it's great. I'll show you the testing later. And currently we've got 25 devices connected to our really bad internet. So you can see who is consuming your internet and how often do you get asked as a parent, dad, dad, how come my internet's so bad? Yeah, well, this, is, this really does help because you can see exactly who's consuming all your internet at any one time. Um, you can jump in and get a bit more detail on what each device is actually doing. You can also give them priority. Now what this means, what from what I can understand it is, the beam actually focuses towards that person and it gives them a better connection. It's not gonna give them a speed preference, it's only gonna be as good as that connection can be. So does it work? I don't know. But if my son or daughter comes to me and complains that their internet is bad, I might give them priority for, oh, let's say, uh, one hour, two hours, or four hours. So otherwise, yeah, hit and miss, I reckon. What else we got? You can see a real-time chart as to what and how your device might be grabbing its internet. And you get the more details here, uh, what it's connected to, what its IP address is, so on and so forth. Moving into some of the tests you can do, you've got a network check here. Now this latest update, and I'll put the uh, number down the bottom of the screen now, you see able to do things individually. And what I mean by that is, um, you can actually just test Wi-Fi to whatever point you are at. So what I'd find really, really beneficial is I'll take this phone to, let's say, a corner of the house where some device might be sitting, and I'll say, hey, check my internet connection here. And it would, to, it would do it just to this device. But now what it does, as you can see, it's gonna sequence through everything it's connected to, even things that are idle. So it's gonna uh, activate them, test the internet to them. And I think that the older software used to um, just do it to the device. You could still do it to the other things as well, don't get me wrong. But this, I find to be, it's like really annoying, look. Here we go, wow, you go, you watch it go up. Uh, the study speaker on the Chromecast is getting about 78 megabit. I could go on, I'm boring you. Are you still watching? So we can test the mesh of the device. Okay, I love the animation on this, it's very cute. You can see down here, you've got a lot of different settings, set up some static um, IPs, uh, reserve stuff, do things that I have no idea what I'm doing and I have no place doing them. What I especially love, family Wi-Fi. So if you've got kids who are connected to the interwebs, this is definitely the device to get. You can set up schedules for this for either one day, a particular time of the day, five days of the week, seven days of the week, the weekend only, you name it. And as you can see here, I've grouped together my two elder kids in um, 
So his iPad and his laptop. So if I wanted to, I could just press pause now and kill his internet. And being a school night, both the kids actually have the internet to the devices blocked out. So you can see here David's from 9.30 tonight to 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. And Emma's schedule is off. Mm-hmm. Let's turn that on. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, they just don't get their sleep, do they? All right, so let's wrap this up. First, things that I don't like about Google Wi-Fi. You've got limited backend tweaking. Google Wi-Fi won't improve your internet connection. If you're getting six megabits per second to your house, then this thing can only work with what it gets fed. What's the expression? Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> yeah, okay. What's else not to like? It doesn't support AC standards like 3x3 AC 1750 or 1900. But with my terrible internet, Google Wi-Fi's 500 megabits per second is perfectly adequate. Next, I don't like the price. After 18 months being on market, you would have thought by now it would have actually dropped down in price, but no. And I think it's because of alternatives like Netgear's Orbi or Linksys Villop, which are also priced quite high. But good old Google figures, hey, if they can charge a high price, then why can't us? But what's great? So it's super simple to set up. For Luddites, for people who aren't necessarily very friendly or not fair with technology, this thing is perfect. You can set up kid limits quite easily, as well as guest Wi-Fi. It's got excellent hardware and software design with the ability to control your internet from anywhere in the world. You can also understand what's on your internet and who's consuming your internet. It's also very stable. I used to have to power cycle my old router once a week or more often. Whereas with Google Wi-Fi, I've only had to restart it twice in six months. So as such, I give Google Wi-Fi a highly recommended must buy, especially for people who need great internet regardless of speed. Well, that concludes today's episode. You can find me on Twitter at cvanistock and use hashtag chrisvtech so that I can consider your question and comment for a future episode. You can also find me on Instagram, Chris underscore Vanistock, or YouTube, Chris Vanistock. Hey, here you go. If you haven't already, please share this with your friends, subscribe, and consider leaving a review on iTunes. My Weekly Tech Vibe is produced by Chris Vanistock with music by DJ Quads. Episodes are out every Wednesday and Friday, and until next time, stay techie.